Feels good to hear that theme song again, huh, John? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is up, real quick? It's Jose yeah. Garcia Chow here, as always, and you're listening to everyone's a real critic we're back baby this is the podcast where john wolf and i take a look at movies that have a 20 percent difference between the audience and the critic scores on rock tomatoes we give That's you the right. real thoughts on the movies we break down some of the critic and audience reviews and we wrap it all up with the real ranking but at the end of the day john everybody knows that it doesn't really matter because everyone is a real critic He's so a real critic let's get into it john i feel like we got a lot to talk about today so my friend my brother my homie my Much. co-host how you doing I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. You know what it was good, that made me to hear your voice. About? A What's lot that? of people probably would have been like, "Oh, is that Joey Tribbiani from Friends?" Like, "Oh, that was you know what that made me think about." Have you seen the the meme that's been floating around lately? You know what the kid the memes the kids are talking about? It's like the online. I like the Kevin James one. You know picture. where he's like, "I didn't realize I got a shirt recently." Um, I uh, because I moved is part of the reason. That uh, it's taken us a while to re-record, but I actually I skipped across the pond faster than a rock on a on a flat lake. You know what I mean? Super quick. Lots sure. of sure. People um, say that. That's a saying. Yeah, they do. I like that. I want to come <laughs> up with cool sayings. You know what I mean? You know that guy. Yeah. He he really skipped across. Skip. You know. Yeah. Whatever I said. So I moved Good. over here. Yeah, we'll work on it. it. We're workshopping it. Yeah, it's a work in yeah. progress. I lost a suitcase, and it had. Pretty much all of my clothes in it, which is good, right? Like you, you never want you well, know, let's, your wife to lose let's all let the her people, clothes. When John says he skipped across the lake faster than a flat rock or something, <laughs> he's saying he moved from the U.S. to to the U.K. <laughs> the yeah, lake yeah. being the Atlantic Ocean. Now, <laughs> yeah, I live in London now, and I lost one of my suitcases that had all of my clothes in it. So I went to a like a, a clothing store for men that you would buy clothes from if you as you do and mm-hmm. as you do from clothing attire boutiques and i didn't realize it at the time but i bought this like you know i'm trying to i'm starting to come into my own style i mean i feel like you're a 30 year old man you, i'm a 30 year old man it's about time you know i gotta get comfortable i want to look cool i don't want to just be <laughs> black you know yeah i don't want to yeah so as i'm wearing a, a plain um Anyway, so I, this I got is what you this need. Cool you need one of the. Shirt. I'm a 30 year old man in a one piece t shirt. So love that, dude. You Great know, show. to each their own. Hope we're going to be talking about it. Hope we're going to be talking about it. Anyway, long story longer. I get this shirt. Uh-huh. I get this shirt, and it uh, looks like the Kevin James shirt. So I was wearing it outside, and people <laughs> kept looking at me, and I didn't really understand why. Um, and then I realized because I saw someone sent me the meme, and I was wearing the shirt. And I was like, oh, my God. And you're like, I'm oh, wearing this shirt. shirt? This shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the meme I was talking about uh, that you reminded me of is, have you seen the one that's floating around again because of Ahsoka, which hopefully uh, we'll talk about in just a second. But the Anakin uh, Skywalker comes out and everyone's oh, happy. And you- then it, <laughs> there's, uh, there's like the two dudes. I can't remember from what show they're from. And then they're like, like he's a nice guy and then there you hear the voice oh, what, like, what, what about the murder what murder what murder i love that meme i love... <laughs> it was a uh, i was uh streaming on twitch recently and my guy is i'm doing a dark urge playthrough so he's just like bloodthirsty and every time i murder somebody i think what murder <laughs> he was the best right, guy around <laughs> 
was the best guy. Speaking of Twitch, what murder? Uh, you can follow us, Pod, not on Twitch, but on all other social platforms. Uh, we're also on Discord. Join our Discord channel. It's currently where we're recording. And uh, if you want to join our Patreon or pay us some Hey, maybe we'll invite you whenever we're Discording. And uh, you can jump into our stream. But, Jose, why you, where are you Twitching recording. nowadays? Yeah, where, where are you I'm Twitching? I'm Twitching on, on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Hoser Loser. I'm playing Baldur's wow. Gate. I'm doing, like I said, a Dark Urge playthrough. I call it an emo playthrough. So I play... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I play through. I play a little emo music in the background for all of us millennials that were misunderstood by our parents. Yeah, I still am. Shopped at the hot topic. I still am. Hey, you know what? Yeah. And speaking of misunderstood, well, now you're misunderstood uh, by everybody in in, in yeah. the in London. They're like, I what's am, this American guy doing here? Yeah. Why does he keep saying uh, he's gonna put his pants on or he's trying to buy pants? Hey, newsflash: If you're American <laughs> and you're in the UK, don't ask for pants. That means underwear. So, uh, but speaking of misunderstood uh, or rubbers. Are those boots? I don't know. Um, I think it's an eraser, and it's not oh, a condom. Really? Yeah. Well, hey, speaking of rubbers, slap one on, because this one's a doozy. Uh, we're talking, <laughs> we promised everyone here a hot blockbuster summer. We got a one movie in, and then a bunch of stuff happened. So we are promising a second, a close to our hot blockbuster <laughs> summer, well into pumpkin spicy, but there's no better time than now. We're going to be talking about, everyone was talking about it. It was the sensation that took over, and I felt so bad. We couldn't talk about it earlier in Hot Blockbuster Summer. Here, yes, we're going to be talking about it. We have a whole episode dedicated. Don't you worry. You're probably like, oh my gosh, just spit it out. I already read the title to the podcast. I know what the joke is. We're going to be talking about Egg 2, The Trench, which got, two. <laughs> which got a 28% from critics, 73% uh, from the audience, it is a wide gap, much more than 20. But before we get into the deep trench, let's get into our favorite segment. We've got a ton to talk about, if we want or not. But uh, hey, in the age of streaming not being so good at, up until late, and the writers are back, you really need us, and we're here to help. So let's get into our favorite segment, What You Watching. This is always my favorite segment, John. Yeah. It's the best one. Sometimes I'll, I, I like our, our ratings sometimes, <clears throat> but yeah. this It's fun to talk about this the ratings. Fun. Yeah, this is but fun. This is, this is more of like John and Jose kind of just catch up on what they've been watching, and, and, and you guys can just listen yeah. along. Yeah, hopefully you're watching the same stuff. Or, hey, if you're watching stuff and we're not talking about it, you have suggestions, like we said. Yeah. At EARC Pod. On, I'm like... On the, on the Twitter... I'm currently searching on the Instagram. I feel like I'm I, I'm I'm looking for Are something you? to watch constantly. You know, one of these days I'm going to watch The Wire, but it's not going to be any day soon. Um, <laughs> it just seems like a, like a commitment, you know. Uh, so, John, let's let's talk about what we're watching. What are you? You've you've had a lot on your plate. Have you had time to watch anything? I've I've watched some stuff. You know, uh, I've had I've had some ups and downs and and all arounds lately. So there was like a week where I was watching a lot of horror movies. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you some of the ones that I've watched. Uh, one is called The Clove Hitch Killer. 
uh, which uh, is on Amazon Prime, I want to say. It's solid. It's I think it's pretty much like the BTK killer sort of thing where um, there's this serial killer that's around town. It turns out to be this this kid's dad who's a Boy Scout, and he you know uncovers the whole thing and has to face the truth. It's 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 pretty surreal. The movie it's it's done like very kind of quiet. There's not a lot of music, and um, the pacing's solid. It does slow down a little bit, but if you're into something weird, you know, especially this fall, give it a, give it a watch. It's time for that. And then it's October. We can watch it is a little time for spooky that. and creepy deepy. And I have a couple creepy deepies that are all really bad for you um, that you can just go ahead and watch. Because this is one thing I've noticed when I'm on the streaming platforms and I'm looking for a horror movie. It's really hard to pick one because most of them are it's so hard. Terrible. Yeah. And they all have titles like The Blank, The Log. We've talked about this. Abandoned cabin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I went through and I watched uh, this. I watched one called The Wretched. It was made in 2019. I gave it a one one star. Are, on you, are you putting these on your letterbox, uh, by the way? Yeah, yeah. This is on my letterbox. Uh, okay. So if you want to follow me on letterbox, it's at John B. Wolf. Uh, I gave The Wretched a one star and said, like the cause of the monster. I think I also forgot what this movie was about while watching it. One star. Um, and you'd get that if you watch the movie. And if you want to get what that means, you should watch the movie, but I don't recommend it. Another one uh, that I saw was Things Heard and Seen, which I had heard and seen good things about it. Not good. Two stars. You can miss it. Potential here. The potential is Damn. there, but it all comes unspooled by waiting until the very end to get the party started. Another one that sucked, The Lodge. If you if you watch The Lodge, you'll get this how do review. You, how... uh, I'm so impressed by your ability to the just kids kind of brought like, it on click themselves. something on. <laughs> the kids kind of brought it on How do you come across something lodge? called The Lodge and you're like, you know what? Let's go for it. <laughs> I did it. It had kids. I mean, I thought it, it, it essentially was like movie The Lodge was you have you have younger you younger siblings like. Yeah, they're all you were adults being though. Being babysat as a kid, or I guess, yeah. But when you were kids and you had a babysit, did you ever like try and torment the babysitter, like play a, a weird prank on them, like of one of you got stabbed in the kitchen or something like that? Yeah. So the movie The Lodge takes that premise to the eight thousandth level, where these young kids pretty much torment their new dad's girlfriend until she has a mental breakdown and murders them. So I didn't really feel bad for the kids. <laughs> Spoilers! Uh, in the movie, kind of Spoiler alert! <clears throat> and then this next one uh, called the <laughs> the taking. This one is interesting. Uh, this one had had me kind of on the edge of my seat a little bit. It was called the taking of Deborah Logan. Is also on Amazon Prime. It is uh, like documentary style Blair Witch uh, kind of style of uh, this group that's doing research on dementia patient alzheimer patients so if you have a recent uh experience with that maybe a family member suffered from that maybe maybe skip this movie don't watch it uh, but if you haven't you're one of the rare folks that hasn't had that experience in your life you know check it out uh i gave it three stars and my review of this three stars psa if you're old young or sick do your best to stay away from this. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so it sounds like you've been watching a lot of movies. Any TV shows? TV shows, yes. Ahsoka, phenomenal. Don't need to spend it. It's really? great. 
Yeah, have you been watching it? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I thought it was boring as hell. I didn't watch the finale, but I thought the last... I haven't seen the last episode, but the two episodes before that, phenomenal. I know that you haven't finished Rebels. I think that if you... I did finish Rebels. I did finish Rebels. I did finish Rebels. Yeah. I finished Rebels in preparation for this. I thought Rebels is like... It's too kiddie. Phenomenal. It It tries to be like a kid's show, and then it's also like... Oh, uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul have their final battle in this show. And Ahsoka, you know, confronts Anakin. And you get a great scene where she realizes that Anakin, that Darth Vader is Anakin. Like, there are things that are great in that show. But I will say, overall, it was a slog to get through for me. I loved Rebels because it opened the imagination of the Star Wars universe. It gave you more wow. of what's possible. Like, oh. With the wolves, with the whales, with it, it, like the expanded band of characters, I thought it was yeah, really cool. That's kid shit. I, kid I shit. Think, Magic fucking yeah. whales. Get out of here. Yeah, Whatever. Dude. No, I mean, I'm 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 being yeah. facetious. I thought I thought all of that was fine, um, but I I was disappointed because that show is so colorful, and then you watch Ahsoka and it's gray. Everything is gray. It's so boring to look at. And even like the first two to three episodes are so slow. And it's like if you don't have the context of who Thrawn is, of why Sabine wants to find Ezra so badly, like it's easy to get lost and and be like, I don't really know what's going on. And I had that's why I had to like go back and watch Rebels because I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and even then, I thought it was—I thought it was overall pretty boring. I loved the Anakin stuff. Don't get me wrong; I loved all the Anakin stuff. I liked the Anakin stuff, and then when uh, Thrawn shows up, because yeah. like the other thing about Rebels, which was great, is that there are there are actual stakes mm-hmm. in the show. It's not just tomfoolery and fun. But tomfoolery and fun is and the you could best. Kind of that is true. Tomfoolery and fun and hijinks is the best, and antics. which is why. <laughs> I love all of those, which is why Only Murders in the Building, Season 3, fantastic. Oh, that's such a you good talk show. About tomfoolery, antics, fun. Isn't it so fun that family. Steve Bring Martin is still doing tomfoolery and, and hijinks and antics? And and Martin Short, Martin man, Short is so, so good. good. They're was, so fun to watch on screen. They're just, like, full of was, charm. And. It's in, it's insane the amount of famous people they bring in from the Broadway world, from on screen. <clears throat> like, I was talking to Katie about this yesterday, um, about season four, what they could do, and I won't spoil anything because I, I I don't know, you know, people maybe aren't caught up or whatever. I don't think it's a very without like, spoiling like, anything. I don't think a lot of people are watching that show. Can I spoil? Don't spoil it. Well, if you're not watching. I won't spoil it, but if you're not watching that show, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Great show. So funny. No, you need you need to you need to go watch it. It's really funny, it's charming, and it will keep you guessing till the end, which is kind of what you want in a whodunit. So season four, I think, could be interesting because I because of what happened at the end, I think there could be someone after, like a mo- I think it's an ex-girlfriend or an ex-lover, after one of the main characters, and I think it will put one of the main characters in some very funny slapstick style comedic situations through the whole next season, which will be, I mean, it, it'll be like chef's kiss and hopefully okay. they end it there. But <clears throat> I really, I, I think it'll be phenomenal. Anyway, the last one I watched, which I know is on no one's radar and I'll hand it to you is this movie 
called The Reptile. It is on Netflix. So do you go on all these streaming services and do you just type in the and then you just click the first things that show up? This is crazy. Yes. <laughs> the taking of Deborah Logan. The wretched. The lodge. The <laughs> what else? <laughs> the meg too coming yeah, up yeah the meg um, too <laughs> uh so the rest Ugh. the reptile was a it's a slow burn uh thriller with benicio del toro as a cop. oh i uh, did see a trailer to this i don't know what it has to do with reptiles i'm still not sure there's a a shot of a snake that sheds its skin in the beginning so maybe the reptiles benicio del toro shedding his skin I, yeah it must be good. some sort it, of metaphor it's not the most novel it's not novel but it's a good like cop drama who, who what's going on it's here. no sicario uh, what is yeah sicario is so good it's crazy i just rewatched that recently too don't watch the second one no 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 i told my friend yeah. the same thing like yeah. we watched it together and i was like the second one is terrible it's a bummer so bad um let's see so my bad. turn so what you've been watching man my turn okay yeah so I have a few things uh, written down here on our little outline, but I, I guess I'll also go through and uh, check out my letterbox. Um, how far back did you go, John? When's the last time we recorded? Uh, <clears throat> yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've watched a few scary movies. I've watched... Um, we never talked Barbenheimer, did we? No, we haven't. But where, if people want to watch your reviews on, on Letterboxd, where, where should they follow you? Letterboxd. 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 Hoser Loser. It's the same handle I have on everything. Uh, it's the best. I love Letterboxd. I tell my friends all the time, Letterboxd is the best. Um, it is. I okay. see you watch No One Will Save You, which was on, on Hulu. I almost watched loved it. it. it sucked, so loved it. Loved it. Really? Loved it. I'll check it out. I was so surprised. That, it was so good. It was crazy. Um, tight 90, barely any dialogue. Uh, a lot of the shots are like very creative, you know, especially because it's a, it's a home invasion extraterrestrial film, which like we, it, it, it felt like, you know, it felt like you saw a little bit of the strangers in there. It felt a little bit like signs, like it felt like the movie was, uh, if the third act of signs was the first act of this movie it, and it kind of like keeps it going. It was a lot of fun. Um, there's one person in the whole movie, basically. It's Caitlin Deaver, and she is a force of nature in it. Incredible. She barely has any dialogue. All of it is shown on her face. Highly recommend. I, I would give it... It's, it's a solid movie. It's nothing crazy, but it's a great movie. And the last... The, the ending made me laugh so hard in a good way. Like, it was, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, I also saw Ghost Ship for the first time. Have you ever seen this movie? Uh, the 2002 movie? No. no. The Ghost Ship? Ghost Ship. Oh, no. See, if it was The Ghost Ship, I would have seen it. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. That movie has the probably one of the greatest cold opens I have ever seen in my life. After that, it cuts to a shit movie. It does not live up to any of it. <laughs> But the code open is worth watching on YouTube. Just watch that. You don't need to watch anything else. Okay. I watched uh, Infinity Pool. Did you watch Infinity? I think you watched Infinity Pool. Oh, yeah. I think we talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it. I don't think it. we did. I'm pretty sure that's just a cautionary tale so about vacation friends. Very creepy. Uh, I watched Twister. Great movie. Hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Perfect Storm, starring George Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and uh, 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 John C. Riley. I love it. Great, great, and it's just average. I would say it's average, but it's fun. Love a good storm, like thunder rolling a little bit. The Flash. The Flash is so bad. It was. I haven't seen it. So bad. So bad. It's so ugly. Um, they they do something interesting by having Barry Allen have two versions of himself, but it doesn't exactly change the fact that Barry Allen is played by that guy. Uh, yeah. Annie Hall. Annie Hall, I'm pretty sure, is a horror movie about an abusive relationship. Not great. I'm pretty sure it Absolutely is. hated it. Yes. Okay. Uh, let me too. I'm just making my way down the list here, John, okay? Yeah, that's fine. I got it. I watched a uh, movie. Uh, it's, a, it's like a, a concert documentary film. Uh, called Buena Vista Social Club. The Taylor Swift eras. Oh, okay. She's gonna make a billion fucking dollars off that thing. I'm going to see it on Friday, and I went to the concert. Oh, are you, you serious? See the behind the... Are you are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And three. Wait, 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 wait. Not in 3D, but yeah, I'm gonna go see it. Are you serious? I, I can't tell if you're joking. It was the best show I've ever Don't seen. Don't lie to me. Yeah, no. In Denver, it was the best show I've ever seen. Hands down, the best show. It was like I think it'll be sick, dude. What? Look. What's the difference between Taylor Swift movie about a concert that she was in and uh, The Flash or like the next Marvel movie that's going to completely fucking blow? I mean, the Taylor Swift movie is going to be better than those, right? Because they're playing on all of your expect. You know, all the words you're going to have. She's going to come out in a different outfit and you're going to cheer and it's going to be fun. You got to see the behind. You're going to wear your Travis Kelsey jersey. It's going to be a blast, (laughs) right? I don't understand. I also I'm not trying to be a hater here. I just don't understand the hype. It just sounds her music is fine. Oh, her music is pretty solid. I think what's incredible about what she did and is like I'm almost walking into it looking for it to be like a sports documentary about like one of the greatest dynasties that lived and like because if you think about it, she did three nights a week for the most part. Football stadium, so that's I know. eighty to a hundred thousand people. Sold out three nights a week. Sold them out. She didn't get sick. She didn't get hurt. She made yeah. it out. She's beyond from She's the Beyonce. media. But like, yeah, both of them are incredible. Like, I want to know how you can physically, and that's why I'm going to the movie yeah. to get that information. I don't think uh, it's that impressive. There the, are people out. There's like a an undocumented mom out there who's working stuff. sixty plus hours a week and has three kids at home, works way harder than Taylor Swift, and has zero money. I think that's way more impressive. But I mean, whatever. She Taylor works Swift's pretty cool. hard. I mean, they look. You got to make it somehow. Yeah, you got to watch something. I if think that it's mom, a, she did a, a great job. She's got a solid grift going on. All these little thirteen year olds, and they just keep getting older, and then like. People keep turning 13 and they just I keep think, falling in love with her. It's like a, it's been happening for years now, for like over 10 I mean, years. You can say the same thing. You, you can say the same thing about Drake. About I would say the same thing about Drake too. Drake is the male Taylor Swift. Or, or any of the like business people folks follow, you know, like whoever they are. Like you could say yeah. that, but she has maintained and not had the same with most people. I'm just like saying some of those other people. I don't get it. I don't impressive. understand. And I'll watch I I watched the trailer to this Eras tour movie and I was like I don't get I don't understand. I've seen a little white girl in a sequin du- in, in a sequin dress before. I don't get it. A sequin dress. A sequin dress? No. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like it's uh it's a brand. Taylor Swift is her own brand. She's a brand who knows how to monetize mm-hmm. her stuff. She knows how to monetize her stuff. 
the same as a Marvel movie where they're like, Dude. oh, should we come out with a whole line of toys exactly. also and a video game? So she's just doing the it's same like, thing. It's like Starlight in The Boys. Yeah. It's it's what it, what, it's what commodification of a of a person. Of a of a you know, yeah. turning her into a brand. Genius. It's genius. It's, it's genius capitalism marketing. at work. If you looked at yourself as a brand, if we looked at ourselves more as a brand, we could probably do it. You know? it's just, that's just how the world works. <laughs> Let's learn from Taylor Swift. I'm gonna start dating a football player. We probably could. Well, oh my god, that's another genius marketing movie, Dude, I honestly think. like absolutely the way that has like the way that has the nfl was like how do we appeal to women no it's the nfl i guarantee what will happen is the nfl will be like we tried to appeal to women we never could how long do you think it's going to be until the chiefs put out a a uh jersey that says swift on the back no, they're not going to put it out because you can make your own jersey. You can pay more money to make your own custom jersey that people have already done. Let's say Swift on. Insane. Why would they? Or they say like Taylor's. Makes no sense. I've seen some that say like that. Taylor's boyfriend. Uh, you know the irony <laughs> is that yeah. even people who don't like Taylor Swift that are Chiefs fan are like I've seen people wearing not a Swifty shirts to to the Chiefs games, which is like, bro, She's you winning. had to buy that. It's a win-win. <laughs> you had to buy that shirt. Yeah. It's a crazy. Win-win. I have heard that like. Yeah, she does these insane stadium tours, and then uh, it reinvigorates like the local economy, brings like billions of dollars into the local economy because all these people are they're buying yeah, outfits dude. for them, they're going out before, they're going out afterwards. You know, like the Uber prices start to fucking all the- skyrocket everything just because Taylor Swift is in town. It's wild. The extra job, the extra jobs she brings in for like the local crews that have to come in and do all the stuff, like. It's 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 a lot. Anyway, yeah, Taylor Pope's Swift. Exorcist, don't dude. Get it. I don't get it, but whatever. Um, um, Buena Vista Pope's Social Club. Exorcist. Five out of five. Great movie. Amazing. Elemental. Have you seen Elemental? Not yet, Not yet. dude. I spent the first half of I Elemental was, wondering how yeah. this movie was going to solve racism because it like sets everything up as like water and fire are like you know like one race and another race and they don't mix. And you're like, this metaphor is, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull this metaphor off. And they don't. Um, bad. It's so bad. it just ends up like an avatar too. Yeah. They just like fall in love and you just like, what about all the other shit you brought up in the beginning where it's like a societal, a systemic societal problem? They're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're in love now. Um, I rewatched Dawn of oh, the yeah. Planet of the Apes and Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is one of the greatest okay. sequels of all time. It's so good. Okay. It's almost a perfect movie. Speaking about... Speaking of racism, but yeah, continue. <laughs> Unpack that for one me. One of the most great, one of the most racially charged movie series of all time, Planet of the Apes. Go ahead, break it down for me, John. What are, are you, you trying to say? <laughs> I mean, I think it's pretty obvious what they're saying. It's they're a metaphor. Really dumb of, it's apes. a metaphor about humanity, John. <laughs> it has nothing to do with race. <laughs> Have you seen the original one with Mark Wahlberg? No, that's not the original one. The original one's like from nineteen sixty something. <laughs> No, the one with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, let's just say maybe I can play out loud. Oh, it's eight minutes. The whole thing. See if you can find the clip while I talk about heroes. I definitely go for it. Okay. I also watching uh, the OG Heroes from two thousand and six. It's so good. It's crazy how good it is, and it's just like uh, it was a great reminder of like how vital the writers were and how insanely uh, powerful that first strike was back in the day. 
because the show is so good and then it falls off so hard once the writers are and you can tell like you can tell exactly when the writers left because the show <laughs> suffers so much it's really bad but that first season is is crazy good it's like save the cheerleader save the world so good <laughs> and it's like before the superhero shit like really hit the mainstream like the marvel stuff wasn't quite there yet there's a weird like stan lee cameo in the middle because it's like about superheroes and like the guy who draws the comic books is like a main character in the show and it's interesting because it's it's not as direct or in your face with all that you know like it is now uh i found the clip i will let someone explain it better than i ever could okay i get a lot of offers for like bad movies mm -hmm. Like those those uh, Planet of the Apes type roles. He <laughs> saw that movie Planet of the Apes with Mark Wahlberg. The remake, yeah. Well, yeah, they're both racist to me, man. Like <laughs> the first one was like was like you know just get your damn dirty ape hands off me. I'm like, oh come on, what are you really talking about? Or like, <laughs> or like <laughs> and then I see the new one. I'm thinking this is a more progressive time. This will not be as racist. And then they had the, the apes was setting the dinner. Yeah, I'm not even making this up. They was eating watermelon. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so the apes was eating watermelon. Uh -huh. And then, like, later on in the movie, they're running from the apes and, like, running the water because the apes can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, oh, word. But see, these apes can talk, and, but they can't swim. <laughs> and then, uh... At the end, it's like, when I seen the ape smoking a Newport, I just got up and... <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the you had enough? It was average. Yeah, you're right. That's not good. <laughs> See, if you had said that, John... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but see, that I was know, before. That was before they made the newer ones. Sure, sure, sure. It's better now. The newer ones are the way better. The connotation is better now. Yeah. For, dude, so that movie, the Mark Wahlberg movie came out in 2001. That movie's so bad, and it's directed by Tim Burton. Uh, but the 2011 one's pretty, pretty, it's it's not great. It's pretty good. Yeah. The, but Dawn is where it gets really good. The new really trilogy is out. When he, when he does, like, the whole uh, Scar Mufasa thing, where the two of them are, like, enemies, but then uh, they switch back. and And then they become enemies. Again, yeah. yeah. Pretty sick. I agree. It's so good. So good. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I also watched, uh, well, you know, it's spooky season, so I'm trying to get in the spooky, spooky, mm -hmm. ooky, creepy deepy. I watched Friday the 13th, the original. Oh. I realized I'd never seen it before. Uh, it's not great. And there's no Jason with a hockey mask in it. No? No. It's, oh. uh, no. It's Mrs. Voorhees is like the, the, the killer. And then yeah, he yeah. comes out of the yeah. water at the very end. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll watch the next mm -hmm. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that of, of sequels that are can't miss possibly better than the original let's get into uh, the Meg 2 nice the
Meg 2, baby. Meg 2. As we said, 28% from the critics, 73% from the audience. Did you see Meg 1? I did see Meg 1. It was awesome. I think I saw it in I theaters, too. Never, really, I never saw it. And I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty disappointed in myself that I didn't see Meg 1 because it feels like, I feel like it'd be right up my alley. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So when I walked into this movie, for those of for those of you that don't know, I'm gonna give you a quick real rundown. Meg two. A story of fatherhood. Jason Statham, father who lost someone in Meg One that I'm not sure about, but kind of get through watching has to uh bring up to speed his teenage daughter who wants to be a Meg hunter. And another father, a tech billionaire who creates crazy underwater gizmos and gadgets just wants to be the father of a megalodon. And together, their stories come full circle through hate, through betrayal, but ending in protection and love. Um, wow. I was surprised I, I, I didn't see Meg 1, because uh, Meg 2. It came out like five yeah. years ago, too. It's mentioned. crazy. Do, was there like a demand for Meg 2? Like I, Meg I 1 was, I th- was pretty I kind of fun. Thought, like, it was Sharknado. a lot of fun. It was good. I think it was an international hit. You know, like uh, big, big in China. Okay. As Trump would say, China. Another guy that has his own fans that would go crazy. He's coming back too. for his sequel Can't wait for too. His, movie to drop. <laughs> <laughs> his movie's gonna be nuts. Um, so the Meg two, a baby uh, with a incredible. beautiful head of hair, exits his mother's womb. His first words, "Mama, <laughs> you're fired." He doesn't cry because Donnie doesn't was- cry. Donnie doesn't cry as <laughs> as Donald. As Donald exits the womb, he grabs his mother right by the... I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. But you know what he grabbed her. When you're like me, mother, they just let you do it. She was, at, she was asking for it. She wasn't even wearing pants. Anyway. Because <laughs> well, she just gave birth. Yeah. She's getting dark fast. <laughs> getting dark. Uh, my impression is so bad, too. We probably... Uh, the Meg 2 loved it. Uh, and that's the podcast. That's it. No, that's the um, end. So <laughs> wrap it up. Loved it. So I I actually watched it today, first time ever. And when I booted it up, because I had no idea what I was walking, I thought it was going to be something like Sharknado. You remember those movies where it was? Like, it was never watched those. Bad. I know what they are, but yeah. I never watched them. Yeah, it's like a B-list movie. They kind of are in on how over the top and crazy and wild it was. So this I, movie. I kind of thought that's what I was watching. Is also in on it. Yes. Um, which I kind of began to get, and I have a hot take as to maybe how this movie got its legs, its framework, and became the movie that people love today, but I won't get there yet. I love that it's all conjecture uh, for you because you haven't even seen the first one. I haven't, but I think I, kn- I know all I need to know. <laughs> the Meg Let's 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 start uh, kind of at the top of the movie and just talk about kind of things that we loved. I'll tell you right here because if anyone is like me and didn't watch the first movie, I want to put things in perspective for you on the second movie because right away you're hit with an information dump, um, and that is that this movie takes place 65 million years ago. And so for fans of everyone's a real critic, I wanted 65 million years ago. I want to put that in perspective uh, for you. That is the same time period as the movie 65 that we also recorded. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back where you get your podcast and listen to that. An amazing movie, uh, 65. But uh, Big fan. Wild Big fan. shit was happening on Earth, for sure. Big sharks, big dinos. Right away, we get a, a 
a food chain, food pyramid, cold open. And let me tell you, I was in. When the Meg just rips that T-Rex from the mainland. Uh, once we get that cold open, I was like, okay, like, kind of lame. I get it. The Meg is big. Megalodon. I watch Shark Week. I, I understand. But when we got right after that, present day, Jason Statham doing pull-ups in a shipping crate <laughs> using a knife to then stab something and then blow up a door all within about 30 seconds. I just, oh, yeah. at, at first, I was, I was a little tense. I sat back in my chair. I just said, hey, I'm going to let this thing go to work. Well, they got to show us how competent our protagonist is, right? And it's like, the movie's like, and Jason Statham is Jason Statham. Just like you've seen him before, every single time. <laughs> Dude's recently yeah. where he's just playing himself, you know? Because even when he's beating the shit out of these dudes, which is the very next thing, it's like, the movie has to be like, oh no, these are bad guys. They're polluting the ocean. So it's okay for him to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> I didn't realize he's like an eco, he's a tree hugger, which I didn't get, with a mean left hook. I'll tell you that. Because I missed the first movie. You're going to have to catch me. Like, why was he on the cargo hold? Why? Like, it's like the... It's, what, what was happening? He's a man of the oceans. He, he loves the ocean. A little motion in the That's ocean. That's all you movie. need to know. Yeah, exactly. In the first movie, he's like a disgraced, uh, like, um, rescue guy. I guess, like, he was doing a rescue mission and, and he couldn't save the people. So he went into, like, exile by himself in Thailand and then, like, the dude from, that dude that plays Pablo Escobar, even though he's Maori, uh, I forget his name, great actor, has to come and recruit J Jason Statham <laughs> and be like, come on. He's like, well, you know, I haven't oh, yeah. done this in a long time. But, you know, they bring him along anyways, and he's reluctant, but he's still the hero because he's Jason Statham. Uh, this movie just gets all of oh, that Statham, out of the way, and it's just it. like, Jason Statham's our boy. So... The part where he's on, he beats everyone up and he's like, you guys suck for polluting the ocean. He's like, I'm, I'm kind of a cop, but not really. You guys, you guys want to see my warrant? <laughs> and then uh, he's like, you want to see my warrant? And he's like, right here. And he pulls out the two middle fingers and then flips off the back of the boat. Love it. That was so sick. Can, you, na can you name a better, a better send-off? Um my favorite one is in, is in, the only one I'm thinking of is in Total Recall, where Arnold Schwarzenegger, after he rips off the guy's arms, is like, I'll see you at the party, Richter, and he throws the arms after him. I love that. <laughs> it's pretty good, too. But yeah, this is, this is what that movie's trying to be. It's trying to be like, oh, here's our action star that gives one-liners, quips, and is competent and a good guy, even though he's beating the shit out of dudes. Yeah. The characters are by the book. It's Statham, the over-the-top action kind of guy. Mm -hmm. He's going to get the job done despite anything. He has to learn to be a team player. Loose cannon, blah, blah, blah. And the blah, bad blah. guys are There's super the, like, evil. Mentor. Like They're polluting the oceans, but yeah. also they're totally cool with murdering Jason Statham right then and there. And they'll be like, who's going to find you out yes. here, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and they're also like big oil people. Yeah. They're drilling into... You know, yeah, that's the problem. The ocean, is that that's was, the problem here? Is the oil, yeah. the oil people, which we learned are are have infiltrated the organization that Jason Statham works for, I guess. <laughs> Who has an Iron yeah. Man suit? They also created an underwater Iron Man suit. <laughs> 
they infiltrated where he works using the same proprietary technology, technology and equipment mm-hmm. that that person uses. Yet that person who owns the company no had no idea. No idea. This was happening. No idea that they created a massive lair so deep in the oat. Like that must have taken years to build. It was huge. <laughs> It was at the bottom of the ocean. And the fact this guy didn't know it existed when it was like where he wanted to go. Also, yeah. what cracked me up about this movie was two things really got me. The fact that this movie was made in 2023, which is also when the, it was unfortunate, not laughing. It was unfortunate that those really rich people got in a deep sea submersible to go far down into the ocean to see some wreckage and imploded. And that is the main plot of the first half of this movie is that this really rich guy is going to get in a deep sea submersible to go to the bottom of the ocean to see some big ass sharks. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> that was like, that's literally the, the what happened with the Titan. <laughs> At least this guy's was plan like, was like oof. conservation or something, right? Like. Because then we see them at like a gala. They're like at a gala. And he's like, oh, yeah, with your money, investors, we are doing all of this. Great stuff for the oceans. Yeah. What is it exactly? Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Have you seen Jason Statham? He's right there. He's working for us. Take photos with Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. And the little girl has to be charming, too. And he has to turn to the... He has to turn to the little girl for and he's like, hey, you did this, huh? She's like, yeah, don't act like you don't like it. <laughs> <clears throat> when you saw when you saw Funkle, because oh, you know, he's like the cool, hip, Funkle, rich guy, did you immediately think he was yeah. going to die? I, yeah, I thought, well, I thought he was going to die a few times. Somehow he escapes the shark's mouth, the Meg's mouth many times. But I thought he was going to die when he was showing off of the dog whistle, essentially, yeah, and he's standing uh, in, in front of the Meg. He's like, this, this is like, this is the guy. This is, his, from what I understand, it's his company, his technology, his brains are making this happen. Yeah, For so his, he's the brother. Luke. He's the brother of the same character. Like, uh, his sister in the first movie was the same character as he is now, basically. Yeah, they just had to replace him because okay. she died. Well, for him to pl- be playing as loose as he is with his life is ridiculous. Crazy. Like, he should not be by himself. He jumped Guy. in a pool with the Meg by himself. You are, you are the only like, oh, no, for I that. Pool. <laughs> Wait. You, are, you are the only who can get us in or out of these situations. You don't need to be in there with a clicker yeah. clicking at the, at the shark once to make it come, twice to make it go away. And it didn't go away because it's eyes. Dude, really and then like, it, it cut. I love the cut, though. And then he's just, like, comes in through the back door like that like did my guy did he just teleport yeah. into the building <laughs> You're telling, how did he do that that shit was insane dude and then after that like they magic app. basically spaceships like this company has created submarine yeah. spaceships that jason statham and everybody can pilot yeah. it's insane i love it yes except except for montez the bad guy who's in a much older shittier version somehow even though he had the same technology yeah um so yeah they they go all the way down the we see the meg's eye like like got that good good eye roll you know what i'm saying um and now it's like a beast that won't listen to commands opens a door and goes out into the deep blue sea to find 
all of our heroes and everything in the trenches fighting Megs. <laughs> and then bad things happen. I'm not really sure what happened, but bad things happen. Big explosion. Now they have to walk on the bottom of the sea floor to get back to the top. I did not follow that plan whatsoever. They were just like, I guess we're stuck down here and uh, time to walk, I guess. Right? <clears throat> I thought it was strange that we're like walk. that he's just her dad now. He didn't like marry her mom or anything in the first movie. Oh, I wasn't sure about that. I thought he was like her dad. It seems like he's like her dad. dad. He's Daddy Statham now, but <clears throat> yeah, like the mom died. Yeah. Did she like leave in her living will? Like, hey, give custody of my kid to that crazy motherfucker. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's like a classic. You know, he just needed something to ground, him, give him to care for. Yeah, was this girl. I also love that his name is Jonas. Yeah, and he fights large animals that love was it. amazing i love that the the, um, the sub the subs did look cool like when they're inside the submarine it looked like practical it looked badass it, it did and when they were the part after the submarines where they're walking on the floor and they have to get to <clears> the <throat> station that scene was nuts dude when there's the like a little nuts. crack on the dude's helmet i was like if it wasn't for the titan explosion i wouldn't know that that little guy is about to fucking implode. He's about to just... <laughs> Dude, and it happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, and that was the crazy part is because they finally get through. A couple people die. They get to the station. The water pressure is coming down. They're like, I don't know, like, if he's going to make it, like, if it doesn't, whatever. And then the water's going down, and that person's face just goes... It just pops. Insane. Like, awesome. Loved Holy it. Shit. This part of the movie was probably so the best my part... favorite part of the movie. And it reminded me of uh, uh, of this movie called Underwater, starring Kristen Stewart. Have you ever seen it? It's like a, it's basically aliens, mm. but mm. underwater. <laughs> it's really good. And it's surprisingly really good. <clears throat> recommend. Highly recommend. Okay. Add that to your letterbox watch list. I, tight uh, 90, John. It's a tight 90. I uh, love a tight 90. I liked that scene so much that the rest of the movie kind of fell for me yeah, because same. I didn't think it just couldn't keep up with the, the intensity of that one scene. But one of my favorite lines of the whole movie was said during that time where they're kind of going down the girl, the young girl ends up on the boat and one of them's like, Oops. like Jason Statham the whole time is like, no, you're 14. You cannot come down to the bottom of the ocean to fight big ass sharks. Like, no, like, not happening. Period. She ends up on the ship. She just does she it anyways. Of course, like of and course she of, does. And the co the and the co pilot is like, oh, pfft, I did all kinds of crazy things when I was fourteen. Look how I turned out. Also, the co pilot. I was like, this is the only other person that the movie is giving any screen time to. She has to. Yes. Probably she's gonna turn on them or something. And she didn't. It was the other person. No, she does. Them, which was. <clears throat> Blondie does. But the girl that says that. Yeah, the computer girl. The computer girl. That's not who you're talking about. Oh, you're talking about the the other one. No, no. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So, the first half of this movie, (laughs) the first half of this movie (laughs) is insane. Get to the bottom of the ocean, escape the Megs. Then it turns into espionage. There's a mole inside of this company. Which we learn it is Blondie, who I just said, um, who is the computer, the computer whiz. Yeah. 
she ends up being a mole and is feeding the bad people information and seemingly is in a relationship with one of them who had the toughest time. This guy, down in a submarine, has to kill his crew, uh, loses his own submarine because Jason Statham and co. steal it. Yeah. Somehow straps himself to a helium balloon at the bottom of the ocean, fires up to, to the top. And then when he finally gets up to, to the top, he gets shit for everything that was happening from mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, anyway, I, so I uh, in that moment with the Montez, like when they're confronting Montez and, you know, like the rich capitalist lady is giving her villain speech and sipping her wine while being like, fuck the environment. Um I, can't, I couldn't help but thinking, like, I wish Montez was the guy that Jonas fights in the beginning, in the cold open, because then it would have been like, oh, yeah. okay, these guys these guys are already, like, enemies, you know? It would have given a little bit more weight to it, like this reunion of enemies at the end of the first act. Instead, we're kind of, like, random, these guys are just random men, you know? And, and clearly Montez kind of wants the same things as those guys did in the beginning. You know, like exploiting the oceans for their own financial gain. Um, I think that I, I think I, I couldn't help but think like, oh, that would have been a little bit more powerful, I think. But because now that now we had to do exposition to get Montez for us to even understand who Montez is and where he fits in, you know, he's a scrappy motherfucker, though. He's stuck in the bottom of the ocean. And he's like, all right, I got this. That's what I'm saying. And he gets up to the top and then the one the evil lady is like, oh, are you crying, Montez? And I was just like, what? (laughs) Also, that was that was after his girlfriend. They get reunited and then she just gets eaten by a man. Uh huh. Immediately. How is he the only guy left? The space station was massive. You're telling me there's not like a full time staff down there. There's no like just kitchen guys. Like it just cuts to LL Cool J, like running away from a shark in the kitchen. Like in he Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> That's another great movie. Another great movie. I watched that recently okay, too. So also holds here's, up. So then we get to the espionage part, which is over because she dies. Uh, yeah. So we get down to the bottom. Explosion. Uh, bad guy dies. Bad guy dies. Bad guy dies. Then we get to Fun Island, which yeah. is this party. It's it's clearly like making fun of a resort or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a hyper resort. And then the dinosaurs and the Megs yeah, take the over weird dinosaur Fun Island and a giant still alive somehow. And the squid takes over Love Island. And then we just get like a massive battle to take back over Fun Island. Sorry, I said Love Island, but Fun Island. <laughs> so now we're in our third different movie. This is the third movie in Meg 2. For what it's worth, uh, something very similar that. happens in the third act of the Meg 1. Where like the Meg reaches oh. a point where like civilians are now in trouble you know and and jason statham has to save all the civilians um i remember thinking at this point like what's the over under on june ming dying like that motherfucker is playing with that he doesn't give a fuck (laughs) that dude is my gosh the amount of just ridiculous things that were happening at this point in the movie with the dinosaurs killing people uh, random bad guys just showing up out of nowhere. It's like, uh, like un- endless amounts. Of it, to me, it didn't even feel like the Meg was the main bad guy at this point of the movie. It's more like a force of nature that, like, it's like Twister. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's something that ha- that is happening. Is that there's a Meg, uh, but the Meg doesn't really want anything yeah. except to just eat. 
He's just a hungry guy. <laughs> Meg hungry. Mate, mate and meat. That's all this Meg wants to do. You know, you know what, what I saying? I really uh, love this is was uh when DJ DJ the black guy, he's just like, oh yeah. He was in the last one. He yeah, couldn't yeah. swim. He couldn't take care of himself or anything. And in this one, he's like, Oh, I learned how to swim. And I learned how to fight because of what happened in the last movie. I was like, okay. We got some growth here. This is great. <laughs> and then uh, it cuts to Ju Ming and Cliff Curtis uh, on the helicopter with the gas tank. That scene, and they're fighting off those little dinosaurs. Yeah. That scene was awesome. I loved that scene. Yeah. It was so good. And he's like, see you later, chum. And he blows them up. That was that was the best line of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. I was like, holy shit. And then the helicopter blade like flies off. And I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. I was in, I was having a blast at that point. And then Tatham like kills one of the Megs with the helicopter blade somehow. Somehow he's able to hold it with his bare hand. He's but it still like is also sharp or something to pierce the Meg. And he just like yeah. <laughs> insane. Loved it. I loved <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty great. I, I thought it was I a agree, lot of fun. Dude. I agree. I did too. I did too. Uh, I, and I will save my hot take for for my real ranking at the end. So, but before we get there, you no, know, we got we kind of wanted to let's see why the the audience and the critics are so divided. Yeah, let's go to the reviews. so good if you uh i think he just dropped a new album i think he did just drop a new album uh you should you guys should definitely check it out it's at neon nightclub on instagram uh groovy tunes uh we love everything that that neon nightclub does over there i actually um was really annoyed because i recently canceled my apple music subscription uh because they upped the price and i you know i was i was thinking maybe maybe it's time to go to spotify maybe it's time to stay on apple i don't know Anyway, I got rid of all the music that I had in my library. Really much looking forward to banging some Neon Nightclub through my ears uh, the other day and was really disappointed that it was He's on there. Spotify. Anyway. Though, and I think his new song is called She's Got My Number, which I love. <laughs> I love that Sarasti. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, his point of view <laughs> as Neon Nightclub is great, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She definitely does. Yeah. Um, so, as we mentioned... 28% from the critics, 75 So let's get to the critic point of view here. This first one from James Kendrick, Network Film Desk. Uh, they said, delightfully absurd and not quite as good as you're hoping it might be, partially because the special effects are so uneven, ranging from genuinely impressive to cartoonish. Two and a half out of four. We didn't talk about the CGI too much, but that was one of the first things I noticed. I agree. like, ah, they're I, probably saving up for the mag. In some of my notes, though, I do have like, holy shit, the production value in this is insane. You know, like the spaceships and some of the sets look amazing. Uh, but then, yeah, some stuff looks just like a cartoon. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Trace Thurman from Horror Queers Podcast said, um, may not be everything I wanted the Meg to be, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Three out of five. Not quite sure. That seems like a, a hedging your bet type of uh, review, but we'll take it. 
Interesting. <laughs> we'll take. Give me a little bit more, Trace. What do you What do you mean? What What, what was rubbing <laughs> yeah. you the wrong way? A step in the right direction. Okay. And where? Which Which, which step direction is that, is that moving that? in? What is that direction? Yeah. yeah. What yeah. did you want hmm. it to be? Yeah. What What did it not fulfill for you? <laughs> Tell me more. What did you What did you expect? This maybe that's maybe <laughs> that's it's pretty much exactly but, uh, what I expected. Except uh, there was less. I will say there was less Meg than I expected. You know. Oh. Yeah, I was. I was a little disappointed by the Meg Squid Showdown. I kind of wanted more out of that. It oh yeah, for, I totally forgot about that. Uh, this uh, this next one here, Austin Burke. Austin Burke. One of my notes, John, is, uh, is the bad guy here is greed. Just like in real life. Fun. <laughs> Meg 2 promises to deliver over-the-top thrills, but this sequel is as lifeless as its characters, and the payoff at the end is not worth the egregiously long build-up. Two out of ten. Wow. Wow. It's a big <clears> one. <throat> I thought Act 1 was the um, best, though. I thought it was so much fun. Act 1 was sick. Act 1 was sick. Uh... And I didn't think they were over-the-top thrills. I think they were appropriately on top. Yeah. Top thrills. Top thrills! Yeah. <laughs> Two out of ten, though? That's harsh. That is harsh. Here's another harsh one uh, from our made-up rival at Real Views. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. They don't even know. <laughs> they don't even know we exist. <laughs> Rivals. Not, not really. James, if you're there, we're not, we don't actually. Hopefully, this sequel will sink into the trench from whence it came and nothing else will surface in its wake. One come, and a half out of Come four. on. Hopefully, this guy will sink into a trench and nothing else will surface in its wake. I'm from, tired of your takes, real views. Yeah. Go back from when, whence you came. <laughs> You'll rue the day. <laughs> I think it's safe to say uh, the critic, the critics, just like they were wearing their critic hat when they came to see this movie. They did, they couldn't take it off. They didn't get it. It was over the top. They thought it was lame. The special, like uninspiring, lifeless, unoriginal. They hated everything about it. Like we knew, we knew coming in what we were gonna see. Right? We're not expecting the Godfather here. Yeah. It's a movie about a shark. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, you gotta know Jason what you're walking Statham. into. Yes, and no one else you can name off the top of your head. So Cliff Curtis, the audience, but I had to look up his name. <laughs> the audience, seventy-three uh, percent. Uh, this first one here by Dan: Mission Impossible Underwater, and then progresses to Jurassic Park Jaws on steroids. So that's what you like. Go for it. Three stars. Okay. I mean, the only thing that okay, sure, whatever. Okay, it's not really like any of those, but okay, it just has yeah, whatever, dude animals like in jurassic park it's got a shark like in jaws but like it's got dinosaurs i guess it's got like a rich guy who's paying for everything <laughs> who's who's uh hubris right, is one. the is the source of his downfall i guess greed but he he rose to the top this next one uh, i would, Mark I would say floated <laughs> Yeah, we haven't really thrown into oh, yeah. enough puns enough. But you know what? There's still a lot of podcasts left, so don't hold your breath. Yeah, we're going to get a little chummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, just wait till we fin. Um, this next one here. I go to movies to see Jason Statham and Big Explosions. Well, this movie provided what I need. <laughs> <laughs> Underwater, high technology, gunfights. Monster megalodons destroying big set pieces. Fisticuffs! Fisticuffs. <laughs> I love it. 
high stake chases, a big bad corporate villain. Kraken! A sequel character with self-aware he is in a sequel. An island paradise where everyone is on the menu. I, Thank you. Oh this God. is an instant summer class. Five. Meets back on the menu, boy. <laughs> Five stars. Five stars. Wow. I mean, he, see, he knows oh, yeah. what he likes. We got an- this is like ordering a Long Island and then he being goes- like stoked about getting a shitty Long Island. Yeah, I mean, he goes to the explosions. Mm-hmm. But he stays <laughs> he for the, the fisticuffs and megalodons. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I love we got it. it. This other one here uh, from Jennifer. It was a really good movie. Took my seven-year-old son. He loved it. The first Meg was great. And Meg too. Funny also. <laughs> Can you imagine being seven years old and watching? Would you take your seven-year-old son to watch this movie? <laughs> This movie is violent. No. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really have any censorship in my house. Like, we were watching, like, blood yeah, sport but... and stuff when I was seven in Mortal Kombat. But they didn't take you to the movie theater. My dad would. My dad would Maybe. have taken me to see this. Yeah. yeah. Rated R for ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's rated R for rad, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, these are my favorite kinds one. of reviews. Jenny, Jenny Lynn, I did not get to see the entire movie. Just stop we right there, Jenny. We just... to fire emergency. Only saw less than half the movie. Three stars. Fair enough. That's a fair review. You only saw half the movie, you give it a three out of five. You can give it yeah. 2.5 out of five. <laughs> well, maybe she really liked the first act. Well, the first I really liked the first act. That was great. I wonder if you get your money back if that happens. That's never happened to me. <laughs> the movie theater burned down while you're watching. <laughs> Must have been during Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you watch that? Nah, still haven't seen. I know how it ends though. It actually doesn't end where you think it's I'll gonna end. Won't. So does the bomb not, not go off? The bomb goes off, but that's not the end of the movie. It, it like keeps going. I, I think I'll probably just like watch it on my phone. Yeah. Nolan the way intended. Nolan intended. Uh, all right. Like, I think we got one more. Down, right. Yeah. This, this one. This last, yep, yep, this last one here. Good action scenes, nice touches of humor, sometimes predictable. The Megs could have been much better. CGI, mediocre, three stars. Good review. Sure, okay. I think the audience was pretty spot on on this movie. Audience is pretty spot on. Let's get to... I don't uh, know, the five star you know, where five like. stars, though? Come on. I mean, they like what they like, but... And to give it a perfect, like. a perfect some, review, come on, come on. Statham and explosions, if that's your... That's concept. right. All How right. do you define cinema? Let's give. Well, I think a film, it's necessary <laughs> for a film to include six packs, explosion, fisticuffs, and Jason Statham. Those are the four tenets of good cinema. Five stars, Meg 2. Oscar bait. <laughs> All right, let's give this, let's give this our, uh, our good, old, good old reviews. Oh, my. Time for the real ranking, baby. Let's swim right into the reviews. Forgot to put this on my letterbox. Uh, I did too. That seems a bit fishy. Um, <laughs> so we're at the we're at the part of the episode where we're at the part of the episode uh, where we get to our real ranking. Oh, it's the end. That's it. Yeah, it's we're getting to the end. We're getting to. The, that's a sinker. 
Um, we're, you know, critics give it a score, audience give it a score, but like, what, what, what really is this movie? So, you know, we, we break it down, we look at zero to a hundred on our real ranking. Zero being has never seen the light of day, like Batgirl, um, on HBO Max, and a hundred being Meg two question mark question mark question mark maybe you never know. So here we are, zero to one hundred. Meg two, Jose, what are you giving it? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a fifty. Fifty? Why Why are you giving it a fifty? Because I, I think think it's a good movie. I think it's an overall entertaining flick. A good old summer blockbuster, right? Fist the cuffs, Jason Statham. We've mm. said it all before, uh, but it's a bit longer than necessary. Mm. Uh, it, you know, the capitalist lady and Montez seem like they probably could have just been one character <laughs> uh, that could have been established with a more efficient cold open. Uh, the first act spends a lot of time showing off all the new gadgets and doodads and all so many characters that are all clearly disposable. Open act lasts with almost zero Meg. But and all the little bad guys, right? Um, but the third act is very entertaining, and the whole reason we're here I, overall, I think it was pretty solid, and it's a solid sequel. And it's exactly what I signed up for. It's dumb fun, it's called good old dumb fun. <laughs> you know, we were talking about what, what happened to hijinks and antics, and, and the, here, here it is. This movie has all that. So, I mean, Jason Statham kicks a grown man so hard that he flies to the air and into the mouth of a shark, and then he says. See you later, chum. Come on. <laughs> this is why we go to the movies. But it's no Godfather, so two and a half stars. Five fifty out of hundred, five out of ten. Alright. I like it. That that sure sure is a good review. Oh, S H O R E. Oh a little wordplay there for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm loving this. This soundboard thing is sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one shell of a soundboard. Um Your turn. so my turn. Out of a hundred. I am also going to give this movie a 50 out of 100. And here's the reason that I'm going to give it a 50 out of 100. It's because I think it has the framework, the the almost qualities. It could almost be there. It's like a baby, like a two-year-old version of what I'm about to say. And I think, you know what? I'm actually going to give it, I'm not going to tell you my final rate. I know I just beat around the bush. Let me let me tell you, justify my ranking before I give it to you. It's not a 50. I'm changing it on the spot. All right, all right, all right. So I think this movie has a lot of things that I really love, okay? It reminds me a lot of Fast and Furious. It has a bald uh, hero that likes to drive cars, get aggressive. Is he a superhero? Question mark, question mark. And he's becoming, he's becoming about family. It has a crew of misfits. Some are from all over the place. They all have terrible dialogue. They all have very niche particular skills. There is a <laughs> DJ. There's a black guy who um, is now invincible and brings all the laughs. And his only intent and his only purpose and in quippy. the movie is to have mm-hmm. dialogue that tells you exactly what's happening or tell you what exactly what did happen in case you missed it. Um, or if you don't speak English and you need a refresher as to what happened. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the movie is about family. It's about people coming together, stop evil to have a couple of beers. I think that's really why I enjoyed this movie. I got mm-hmm. it. Um, and so I'm going to give this movie 56 out of 100. Six steps up because it gives me Fast wow. and Furious vibes. Wow. So that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I love it. 
That's that's the step up. If it's got Fast and Furious, just the didn't plus have six. the emotion when okay. you know, like that person's head exploded on itself. No one really freaked this out. This is true. It just kind of kept moving. There, no yeah. one had any emotion. The little dog, by the way, John. The little dog at the in the third act, a recurring well, character. That dog well. was in the first movie too. <laughs> that's crazy. So, what did you guys think of the movie? Uh, let us know on our socials at EARC Pod and be sure to catch all our other episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, baby. We're putting out another episode in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned. It's Halloween season, so let's try and get a little spooky next time. Oh, yeah. John, what do you we'll get a little think? spooky. I'm in. I'm in for it. Yeah? Let's get a little spooky. So, thanks to all of you guys that listen and reach out. I know it's been a little while, but yeah, we don't be salty. Patience, as always. <sighs> As always, I am Jose Garcia at Jose Loser here with John Wolf at John B. Wolf. And today we sided with the audience-ish. In the middle. We're kind of in the middle. Uh, We're, 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 you know, we got our own thing going on. So remember at the end of the day, everyone is a real critic.